The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Celtic now, Livingston now, and an opportunity to go top of the table lost this afternoon at Celtic Park. This is Tino with a final whistle. Today I'm joined by James. James, as the kids might say, WTF. WTF, uh, that seems fair enough. Um, really frustrating day there. Uh, you know, you've got the chance to go top and you've, you've blown that first chance of the, the season. So, um, lots to learn from that and here's hoping to do. Yeah, definitely stuff to learn and to an extent not back to the drawing board but certainly stuff for Angie and the players to work on in terms of finding a way because we couldn't find a way today uh, what we'll do first of all let's take a look at the, the start line up couple of changes um, some enforced some not so Joe Hart starts in goals back four Ralston Carter Vickers Starfield Juranovic uh, remains at left back midfield three so Beaton as expected comes in as a deep line midfielder flanked by McGregor and Turnbull Giacomakis preferred to uh, Kyogo up top. Abada seemingly preferred to Mikey Johnson out wide and Jota on the other side. What kind of impact do you think that had on the, the early stages? I think starting at the back, you know, we've been fine with Juranovic at left back. He's a good player. But you see the impact it has when he's got into an overlap. He's down at the corner flag and he can't cross it in with his left because he's a right-footed player. So that's one for January. Um, left back is as it was in June, July and August. An absolute priority to sort that out. Um, Jackie Marcus instead of Kyogo, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty and all that. You could say that's maybe been the wrong choice. I think Kyogo, a wee fast guy against the big farmers, would have been a better move, but it's easier to say that, easy to say that now. Um, Abada uh, hasn't been shown the form to get a first pick. So I don't know what he's done to to justify his first pick maybe in training, um, but he was he was just okay, just as he'd been okay before he started getting dropped. So a bit of frustration there, um, maybe a wee bit too much shuffling the deck. Yeah, and it's as you say hindsight and all that kind of stuff. It could have been a master stroke, and it could have tired Levy out to allow us to then bring on the Kyogos and the Mikey Johnsons and the the James Forrest. But yeah, it wasn't to be. So I mean, do you know what? That's a strong enough team strong enough team regardless to go and take care of Livingston so it is disappointing that, that we've not been able to do that um, in terms of the game itself so notably um, Green Brigade uh, and other parts of the stadium very very quiet today not a good time on this show against the politics of it but um, 
very good reasons, I think, you know, behind that, and, and you know, they've ever a right to, to protest. But that silence has obviously led to a quite an unusual atmosphere for the first thirty minutes, and it's been it's been quite cagey in general. I don't know how the players felt about that. Some of them will have no idea what's going on, and, and they'll find out later on why that's been. But it was quite a kind of not a cagey start, but quite a, an uninspiring start to the game. A spooky start on the weekend of Halloween. Topical. Um, that first half an hour, I, I, I fully agree with the, the the reasons for the protest. Happy to say that straight off the bat. Um, you have to ask them, is that the best thing for Celtic and Celtic winning matches? We know Celtic are the, the 12th man, as they say, and we know the impact we can have on the team, and we didn't do that for half an hour, allowing Livy to settle into their two banks of five. The players have got to do that, whether there's fans there or not, but you can't say it helped. It's not the reason we didn't get the win today, mm. but we need to be looking at everything we can do as fans to help the team, and that didn't help. I think so. As it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you know, if you want people to stand up and take notice, sometimes you need to sacrifice in other areas. And you know, it's the Green Brigade's you know absolute right to do that if they feel that's right. You know, everyone does what they want to do at the game; they make their own decisions. And it's yeah, it's what it is today. And I, I'm with you. I agree with the, the principles of taking a stand on that. Um, but yeah, it's left you know the you know the, the atmosphere certainly in a funny place for the start of the game. Anyway, in terms of match action itself, I thought Tony Ralston actually made some some good early crosses. So you know there wasn't anyone in the end of it at different times, but he's shown a bit of creativity to to get a few decent balls across from the right hand side. Like likewise, uh, Jota on the left hand side, as always, showing some good feet, some good creativity, a couple of dangerous crosses which haven't amounted to anything. I suppose. That's the reason you would want a Giacomacus in the box or Arna Kyogo, wouldn't you? If there's crosses coming in, he's the guy you want in the end of them. Yeah, but the flip side of that is that Livy were happy to um, give us the wings and let us fly into the box and, and nothing was happening. First thing I'd say on that is we've been saying for a few weeks that Ralston had to improve upon his crossing and he's gone and done that, you know. So mm. another lesson for all footballers, you know, follow Tony Ralston. He's taken bits of his game that he's not been performing well in and improved upon them. So hats off to him for that. Um, but the wings and the, and the crosses wasn't working, so you know, do we go? Can we go more direct there um, and, and go at them? You've a lot of traffic to get through and, and going direct, but if you've got more creative players, Kyogo, Johnson, you know, guys like that coming in, then you know, do, do you have a chance there? Either way, it wasn't happening. It wasn't working. Yeah, I mean that is the challenge. So we've, you know, we've got the the Jotas, the Kyogos, the McGregors, guys that can kind of probe and look for those openings. Those openings didn't seem to be there. You know, we can see it clearly in front of us, and then Jot will pick up the ball. They'll double up on him, and that's fine. That you know, that should then make space for someone else. But as soon as it gets to someone else, they're under pressure and different things. And there was very little gaps there, and that's that's Livingston's job. It's it's unattractive, but their job is to try and win a point, and and they've managed to do so. But it's very hard. You know, if, if the alternative between getting the cross in is just trying to pass and pass and you know probe and find that opening it's, it's not great choices to have No, we end up with a lot of sideways and negative passing um, there was a lot of recycling through Carter Vickers and Starfelt um, but it was just you know repeating to the same place they already were so you know we need someone to take the game with the scruff of the neck there and show a bit of imagination yeah I think so um, just in terms of Lovey's uh, dare I say industrial approach to the game there was a studs up challenge by Obelai and obviously we'll cover him uh, later on here but studs up challenge on Turnbull around about the halfway line and between him and his colleague I think it was Omionga uh, number 33 yeah. they just 
constantly fouled David Turnbull, but it seems that uh, Madden was in no hurry to book anybody. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think the, the officials were um, telling in terms of the result today, but things like that really count. Um, it, it was, it was like, you know, it was Turnbull that was taking the, the abuse and it was, they were taking it in turns on him. He actually even warned uh, number 33, there's your uh, repeat fouling, um, persistent fouling, and then let him carry on fouling. Yeah, and that's the thing, and we're not going to make today about referees as much as I thought Madden just played, played, it, played it to perfection, not giving free kicks, breaking up the play, different things. But ultimately, uh, as we'll cover, we've got a penalty towards the end, and it's, it's on us to do something about that. But a kind of fairly standard uh, Bobby Madden type performance. Yeah, his best. Yeah, as mentioned, um, so you know, around about 30 minutes, the stadium comes to life, and the Green Brigade kick in, and uh, you know, the drums are going. I think a rendition of Let the People Sing was, was the song of choice to get things going. And it does show you the huge difference that you know some of those uh, corners of the stadium brings in, in, in fair play. So hopefully that will highlight, uh, that and, and their banner pre-match will highlight uh, the real feeling around Celtic Park regarding yeah, that. Pen- banner was excellent. Yeah, the potential appointment. So moving on from that, um, Abada, there was one where in the first half he's found Beaton and acres in the box, not far from half half time. And the big guys let it run under his foot. Yeah. And you know, you, you talked about it. You know, you, you see him in pre-match, and you go, "Ah, do you know what? He he can do this job. He can sit at the base of the midfield at Celtic Park in a home game against Livy, and he can do the basics. But when you need him to do something just a wee bit better, he's not got it." Nah, there's there's you know I'm talking about that imagination, creativity. You you need your you know centre midfielders to be doing that, um, and it wasn't happening uh, with him. And that that oh, frustrating that ball under his foot, just a real basic. Lack of concentration. Yeah. Um, right as we're approaching half time, Tony Dalson said a great effort. So he's worked something with David Turnbull in the box. Turnbull's, Turnbull's been very clever with the layoff. He's just rolled it uh, under the back of his foot to set him up. Ralston says a left footed, looked like a kind of curling effort and headed. I'm not sure if it's off the line or just out from the line, but it was good again. And, and Tony Dalston, if not overall, he's, he's certainly had a good first half and he's, he's tried his best to get things moving. But we've just not had enough to, to get that goal before half time, have we? No, you know, that was probably your your <clears throat> best shot on goal. And that's, you know, the game, the first half wasn't incisive enough at all. And we need to be more clinical. Um, and more, uh, you know, looking at the game saying, oh, there's plenty of time. Just, you know, I'm not saying panic now, but get lively now and get mm-hmm. the goals in now rather than, you know, wait until it's too late. Yeah. I mean, we sit there in the stadium and it's, you know, as you approach 90 minutes, you're getting anxious and you're, you're calling everything, the, the time that Livy are taking and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. But we've got a whole 90 minutes, you know, plus six to do something about it. And, you know, that's on us, isn't it? It's, it's Celtic's job to break these teams down. And, and if you want to le- win league titles, that's what you've got to do. Absolutely. You know, particularly at Parkhead, you're going to have to expect, and you'll be all, you know, we're long in the tooth to expect teams coming to Parkhead and set up with two banks of five and defend like their life depends on it. So, you know, it's industrial football I can have a problem with that I can't have a problem with them coming out to defend but they might just come, come out and play Cavalier football and get tank 6-0 yeah I wouldn't mind now and then though Bobby Madden hurrying up a bike kick or a free yeah. kick or a throw in or anything like that so you know their keeper for example he gets his bike kicks and he just waits for 7 8 it's 20, 25 seconds, seconds he takes on each one all that kind of stuff anyway that's the last you'll hear about that but just you know it's not quite football. Um, again, I'd mentioned the, the industrial approach. Omiunga, um I think somewhere around about 54, 55 minutes, again has, has had a warning uh, from Madden. You know, he's done the whole pointing, you're fouling here, here and here, but do nothing about it, you know, no booking. 
And Turnbull was getting really frustrated by it. Um, and again, you know, you're just you're encouraging them to keep doing that. And their their approach will be we'll book guys till we get yellows, and that's right. that's part of our approach. Um, anyway, around about that point, Starfield's gone down. Um, the suggestion is he, he seemed to niggle something in his hamstring in the first half. He's clearly not felt comfy enough to go on. So so cue the change. Kilgore and Mikey Johnson come on. Starfield and Abada go off, and obviously they shuffle the pack. Beaton goes to the the defence. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we've approached the 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 old classic four two four. Four two four. It's uh, you know you've seen it so many times. Yeah. So I think your midfield two, your anchored two, was McGregor uh, and Turnbull, and then up ahead you had Mikey Johnson on the left. You'd Kyogo and Jacko up top through the middle, and you'd Jota out in the right. Um, but it felt like more of the same, didn't it? It didn't really you know break anything down in any different way. No, and it was kind of fine to put beat on the back because you know he's played there before as much as we don't like him there. But you were kind of saying you're not going to be doing it anyway, mm-hmm. uh, not really. Um, the two in the middle were, mm, you know, your anchors fair enough. But then what what it meant is when you've got four up front, is that there's traffic everywhere. It just seemed very very congested, and nothing really changed in terms of more clinical chance creation. Mm. So oh, I can see what you try to do. Just say like you know. Just to get everybody up and pack the box and a thing, but it, it didn't change anything. Yeah. If it were Lenny in charge, he'd have just thrown Virgil up top and hope for the best. Aye, aye, that'd be the move, you know, <laughs> get the goalie up. Um, but yeah, obviously he's trying something, but it's not worth and, and from McGregor and, and Turnbull's point of view, every time they receive the ball, so obviously they're in a very central position, they just look up and just see nothing but black shirts, and it's yeah. it's a challenge for them. Um, Turnbull has managed to, to pick out a decent ball, I thought. Uh, around about the 65th minute, where he's curled it to Jota at the back stick, uh, coming in from the right-hand side, and he snatched at it. And this is a this is a guy we know the quality he's got, we know the the composure, but he's he's trying to snatch first time I think with a left foot volley, and he could actually have brought it down. I time I was a, a, probably certainly up until that point the most clear-cut chance we'd had. He should be burying that. Yeah, he really should. Uh, he snatched it one during the week as as well that's at Easter right. Road. Um, so he's that's enough of that, Jota. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken a note here, I don't know what it's in relation to, it's just after that moment, but I've just noted that Juranovic is disappointing us at the moment. And I think, to your point, he's, you know, obviously we're getting a lot of the ball moving forward in a game like today, and he's just not offering anything. You know, he's, he's never going to swing it in with his left foot, so it's always turning back, turning back, turning back, and he never seemed to find an opening, he never get any decent shots away. It just completely nullified, but a lot of it, I think, down to his own, I would say his own lack of invention, but again... I do always offer the you know the the reasoning behind that, the rationale that he's not on his favoured side, but he's not been great the last couple of games, has he? No, but you know, see when you play left footy guys at right back and right footy guys at left back, and they're defending, it's fine because they know how to defend. But see when you're asking them to play in a four-three-three attacking formation, it doesn't work because you're losing all of that ability to come inside, to whip balls in, you know, to take guys on. So yeah, I, I think he's been. Off form as such, but I think when you're played played as blatantly out of position as that, that's our fault, not his. You know that that's our right back playing at left back, mm. and that, that's where it should be. So just tell to get the finger out and get a left back signed. Yeah, and obviously with Montgomery on the bench, no Liam Scales on the bench just now. He just doesn't seem to be, um, and Andrew's plans at the moment. But Montgomery was on the bench, but clearly he's kept the substitutions for other more creative options and. Uh, that's what he's taken today but yeah I, I, I suppose I'd, I'd like 
I'd like to see Juranovic giving a run at right back, but as mentioned, Tony Ralston's up there for man of the match today, so so what do you do? You can't tell if Juranovic is a better right back than Tony Ralston until you play Juranovic right back, and he is a better right back than Tony Ralston, but you know, I, I totally agree, Ralston is the man who's driving the team, so do you lose that uh, that heart out of your team when you take, uh, you know, if, if you drop Ralston, possibly? Mm. Speaking of that heart, uh, next point is Joe Hart, who <laughs> ran, I don't know how long it is for the, the goal line of the halfway line, but it's long enough, and he's ran nearly the, you know, right up to the halfway line to slide and keep the ball Stop in play. Uh, nearly there. I suppose it shows the enthusiasm and the, and the eagerness of him and the players to drive things on and, and to get things happening. Just after that, uh, Mikey Johnson's shown good feet around the box. I think he's megged the guy and it's worked his way out to Ralston, who's had a chance to drill it low and hard, which he's done, but right in at the goalie's arm. So, and it's those, you know, it's those final balls, that, the last action, the thing that needs to count. We've just not been good enough across the park today. I've mentioned Jota. Uh, and just you know, it's expected that I think he had four man of the matches in a row there. He has now come out at slightly as wingers can do. Whether it's you know Jota, Johnson's Abada, James Forrest, we'll get to him in a second. The form will fluctuate with these guys, but on a day like today, you need somebody to take it to the scruff and they can say, "I'm going to show you this final wee bit of quality." We didn't have it today, did we? Yeah, and I think you know I'm not saying that there's any thought that Andrew wouldn't have been fired up today. For the game today, but when you're playing, you must know you're going to be playing at the two banks of five and serious, serious defensive football. And it just seemed like, you know, it was another day at the office a wee bit. You know, let's go through our motions, we'll do our thing, we'll get our goals. You know, you compare their uh, urgency today, today to uh, the first half hour at Easter Road, you know, it was night and day. So, I don't know, it just seemed a wee bit off it all across the pitch today. I couldn't, you know, we were saying before we started recording here, who's your man of the match? A tough one. It is tough because I, I don't believe there's any lack of desire or effort from guys, but there seemed a lack of urgency mm-hmm. and a lack, as I say, of somebody willing to take the game with the scruff of the neck and make it happen. Uh, one such guy who lots of folk think is the guy to make things happen is James Forrest. So he comes on, good to see him back, good to see him fit, good to see him challenging. He comes on around about the 8th minute, replaces Jota, who, as I say, wasn't his best, particularly second half. He did try first half, second half, wasn't really happening. Forrest came on and, listen, we can't pin today on James Forrest, but he's not brought a lot to the party, has he? We can't pin this on James Forrest, but you're going to. I can't pin it on James Forrest, but... Uh, No, guy guy coming back from long-time injury, likewise, delighted to see him back, you know, fit and you know can push other players in the team we've been talking about for a few weeks um, Forrest has frustrated the life out of me for nearly 10 years now uh, and he come on to remind me what I'd been missing yeah no and uh, you're, you're absolutely right in terms of you know this isn't on James Forrest today definitely not but I tell you what is on James Forrest he gets a chance after we miss the penalty we'll cover the penalty in a second he gets a chance after we miss the penalty it must be around about 94 95th minute and I think it's for, uh, Mikey Johnson has got it across the box and he's walking onto our left foot not a tapping but place that in goals and we're, we're, we're good to go uh, he's completely miskicked it I think it was a tapping yeah, so he's completely miskicked it we'll see it in the highlights and we'll, we'll rescind this if I'm wrong right but he's completely got it all wrong not even made any sort of clear connection so I know he's been out injured but pro footballer just go and slap it in the net and we'll get the road happy yeah you, you know you don't need much sharpness to score that yeah 
it did break to to Jack Amakis as well, but his head may have been gone by that point, and he's he scored it. He should have scored as well. Yeah. So let's talk about the big incident. So you know, game's running out. We're into nine min- ninety minutes. They put the board up. Six minutes injury time. That natural you know kind of roar goes round, and that lift that we've got a wee bit of time to do something. But it did look like it was just going to fizzle out. And then I think around about ninety-two minutes, uh, probably as bizarre apparently as you'll see. Generally speaking, the aforementioned Obalai. Their goalies get the ball in hand. Everyone's coming back out, you know, for the goalie to do what he's doing, punt it upfield or whatever. And he just seems to take a, a sneaky punch at Kyogo off the ball. It's as mad as I've seen in football. Just what a mad move. He must be a clear foot and a half taller than Kyogo. So he he, just, he, he punched down and he's on the back of the head kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Kyogo obviously has, has went down. He's only a wee guy. Uh, just what an idea. I mean, if obviously... Not to spoil a surprise, but we didn't score that. Um, and if we had done, Levy's players must be looking at him going, wait, is, was there a captain? Is there a captain? I don't know who their skipper is, to be honest. Um, a senior pro anyway. They must have been looking at him going, what are you doing? We've, yeah. just, we've, we've done all the hard work here and you're throwing it away by just punching a guy for no reason. I mean, was, was Kyogo threatening him? <laughs> I don't think I mean? so. I don't think, think Kyogo's got that in him. Jeez, but oh man. Yeah, that's the thing. At that point, they've they've spent over 90 minutes uh, you know, in their two banks of five and running the clock down, playing their game plan as is yeah, their, the uh, their option. They've gone through that and then for him to do something like that is, is just utter nonsense. It's, it's really puzzling stuff. And yeah, so the ref's made the right call. He's sent the man off. We get the penalty and right away you see Jack Amakis grab it. We've just heard uh, before we come on here from Ange who said that Jack Amakis was actually the de- designate, designated taker. Uh, before today, he said he decided that a couple of games ago. Everyone, including ourselves, were screaming for Juranovic to take it. He scored two for two, I think it is. Um, but apparently that was because Jack Amakis wasn't on the park. So how do you feel about that, you know, in the, in the way that all played out? I'm all for picking your uh, nominated taker, you know, within the club. But see, when you're not on the pitch and another guy is and he scores it, that guy's a penalty taker until he, loses, until he misses one. Mm-hmm. So I don't... I was surprised to see him take it. Obviously, it was you know, predestined that he was going to take it um, by Ange. But I just... Nah, that doesn't sit right with me. Um, the guy who's scoring penalties gets to take the next penalty. Yeah. I think as well, I was just watching it. You know, just sometimes you get that feeling. Stupid run-up. His body language looked poor. A couple of, There was a lot of time before he got to take it, which never helps any taker. Uh, I seen Kyogo come up to him and kind of G him up. I seen McGregor do the same. And actually, I thought by the time he takes us, he'll be a bag of nerves. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you know calm and composed he is. We've not seen enough of him just yet. But the effort was really poor. He's placed it uh, to his left, the goalie's right. If a goalie can hold a penalty kick rather than have to parry it away, it tells you all you need to know about how poor it's been and you know the quality of it and just the groans that went around the stadium at that point. Show me the the win percentage, goal score percentage for short penalties, short run-ups. I do you know not have I mean? that to hand, but uh, you know in your experience. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, proper run up and just get it in the back of the net. Find find your side. Don't change your mind and and, and you know place it firmly. And you've got every chance. See, see McGregor's penalty a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Good penalty, excellent save. This was terrible penalty, half decent save. Yeah, but just it was just a, unacceptable. Just what a, what a guilt edge chance to go and steal the points. As mentioned, we've obviously covered it now. But you know beyond that, we've then had the Forest incident where he missed kicks and. Just so frustrating on a, on a day which promised so much in terms of potentially going to the top of the table. The booze ring around Celtic Park now. I don't think they're booing the team per se. That there's a lot of booing in terms of just general frustration and you know the way it played out. 
the negativity of Livy, the referee's performance, blah, blah. The fans are fully behind Ange. There's no issue here. There's nothing of that nature. There's no revolt. Much as, you know, you'll potentially read it now in the Sunday papers that the fans are turning and all that nonsense. They'll, they'll, they'll find some narrative. But it is so frustrating. And that's now one point from six against a very, very average Livingston side. And you've got to improve on that kind of form if you have any aspirations of league titles. Yeah, you know, d- dropping five points like that, you know, we can, you know, we can end this game saying, ah, but it's different. We've got McGregor and Kyogo back and blah blah blah. You're only one point better off than last time, so, um, yeah, just very frustrating. I agree. There's, there's, the fans are still one hundred percent behind Ange, hundred percent behind the team. It was just an outlet of frustration. Um, I wasn't booing, but I was very frustrated. Yeah, um, the stats say that there was eighty-five percent possession, but as we've covered now a few times, possession don't mean a thing unless you convert and we've not done so today are you concerned about the lack of genuine clear cut chances I, I think despite the fact that you get plenty on the ball in terms of by kicks and handling their keeper didn't have much by way of uh, real shots to save did he? I think you can see with Miss Rogic you know there was no playmaker to um, cut open defences and break lines and, and do those you know really important things when you're playing these two banks of five um, so not 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 concerning as such there's personnel there to do the job, it just wasn't fit to play today. But you know, it might be a, a nod to what we're what's required in January. Yeah, January can't come soon enough. No, um, so up next, we've obviously got the Europa League trip. Uh, we're away to Hungary to face Ferns Faros on Thursday. Um, I'd like to think they wouldn't let things linger. They'll now have three, four days at Lennox to work on things, and again, you know, improving the system, work on the sharpness and different things. But what kind of impact do you think this will have in the you know the next seven days or so? None, I don't think. You know, it could end up being an important point um, at the end of the season. So you've got to see that as as much as it's two points dropped, it's still a point on the board, um, and you know, driving towards the, the overall goal. So I think they'll start to kind of spin that internally um, in the positive. Just you know, hit reset. Get back to work on Thursday. Yeah, love that optimism. Are you chalking that down as a point gain for the day? I'm just lying to myself, man. Blatant yeah. lying. Got to do something. Today. I might fill up for I'll, I'll believe it by the end of the day. That's fine. But no, I, I agree with you, and I think um, you've got to regroup. We've said all along, you know, that's. I think we were five wins in the bounds ahead of today, and despite that, us and many others were saying, listen, there's going to be plenty of bumps in the road uh, for this team as we as we continue to, you know, strive to do what we want to do, and, and today. You know, it was another of those bumps in the road. Yeah, let's try and find something on it. So we looked at October and September when we were fairly off form as well, and everyone was licking their lips. You know, in the media in terms of oh, they're going to have a terrible October and blah blah blah. Um, there's 15 points available, and we took 13. So there it is. Unlucky for some. Um, next up, as I say, Ferenc Varos on Thursday, and then it's Dundee the following week. So the good thing is about a day like today is there's never too long to wait for another game to, to turn things around and I'm sure that's just what Ange and the players will be looking for yep. so the chance to go top we'll need to wait for another day with Celtic unable to make it count here this afternoon to win the title we need to find a way against teams like Levy so it's back over to Ange and the boys to work on those solutions thanks to James for joining me today and as always our thanks to you for listening and we'll see you again next time Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts.
Sports Social Podcast Network.